I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank. We come up with five sketch ideas in this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So the thing where we try and say, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas and we try and say it at the same time, Alistair, and you always complain that I don't do it properly. You've just totally thrown that out, thrown and thrown that out the window by using a completely different sentence that is almost... Impossible to get on board with. I got to keep myself on my toes, you know, because or else, you know, Andy, look, we were starting to get it. Keep we st- yourself on your toes? Yeah, we were starting to get it, and I think I was afraid I was going to get bored. Right, and complacency. Going to walk away from this, <laughs> you know, who knows? I was afraid of what I might do. Andy, I was you protecting know? you from me, and me from me. It's, it's not, I, I don't deserve this. That's what I'm scared of. Yeah. All right. I was like one of those guys who knew that he, who knows he's a werewolf, and he chains himself up because he sees the the the, the, the sure. full moon the coming. Full moons are coming. Like that, and he goes, uh, "Don't! I'm going to go out into the woods and don't come and find me." <laughs> Which is the perfect thing to say to somebody if you want to be found. Oh man, absolutely it is. I mean, that's probably really what he was going for. You think you, know, you think he's a, actually trying to get himself yeah, some food? Yeah, it's just a bit of baiting. It's just classic. Oh, well, I will just be doing something secret. It's a bait and not switch. Yes. Ah, uh, the classic bait and no switch. But really, you're turning the person into the bait by uh, eating them. So, so you're baiting with with this little hint, this little curiosity yes, yes. hint. To get a like bigger to, bait. To get them as bait. So you are switching the bait into them. <laughs> in a way, yes. It's an investment. It's like how you've got to have a, um, you know, a, a worm on the hook to catch a minnow so that you can then go and catch a shark. Well, this guy, a little bit of social uh, interest, bait, and then you catch the your mate, so, you eat him, yeah, and then yeah. you can use yourself as bait to catch a bigger fish or werewolf. Wait, so you become the bait? In a way. I mean, you're chained to a tree. That's basically a fishing line. Right? That's, I mean, for, for a bigger predator than, yeah. a, than a werewolf. A werebear. A werebear. Uh, you, know, you know, I used to, I used to look, flip through um, uh, Dungeons & Dragons uh, beast, beast Manual. manuals, and I used right. to love coming across the werebear. Is there a werebear? No, there is... there, definitely. There's probably even a were-owl, I wouldn't be surprised. <sighs> I thought I'd come up with a great thing with the werebear. No, oh, I mean, it's got, it's got a good ring to it, but Andy, you know... The people at Dungeons and Dragons have thought about this way before you. I, I, I think I think the amount of time that the people at Dungeons and Dragons HQ have spent uh, looking for new ideas for monsters, filling monster compendiums. The chances that they wouldn't have come up with Werebear, I guess, are pretty low. Pretty low, yeah, Andy. I think 
the whole field of fantasy. Yes. You 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 can't come in as some <laughs> as some off the street guy thinking that you can make huge <laughs> revolutions in the like people are thinking about this. People are thinking about this day yeah. in day out yeah. and you're just yeah. you're this is this young petulant upstart who walks yep. in off the road thinks that he can 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 revolutionize the world of fantasy. Absolutely. I'm I'm like somebody who's uh, come into NASA and said uh, have you thought about using rocket fuel? How about this? Okay, how about this? Yes. Uh, solar panels. Uh, yeah. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like that, everybody would spit at him like that. So is there a, is there a petulant upstart sketch in the uh, in the <laughs> in the Dungeons and Dragons uh, sort of ideas meeting board room? <laughs> ideas meeting board room. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I think I think. Uh, the the Dungeons and Dragons behind the scenes universe is 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 a funny thing. Yeah, I I'm interested immediately in the prospect of like presenting it as a um as a as an office, like as like a really mundane office, yeah. right? In which you people, want to or you don't want to. I am. I do want okay, to. Yeah, great. I think that would be really fun mm-hmm. to have a really really mundane office where people have got like key performance criteria yeah. and that sort of thing. But it's all related to coming up with beast names and uh, yeah, uh, quests. Yeah, you well, you haven't got me the uh, the latest quests. Yeah, John. look, uh, you know I need. Uh, I need 16 necromancer spells by the end of the day. And uh, from the looks of it, I've, you've only got four on that sheet. So. Yeah. Yeah, you better get necromancing. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I do like that a lot. But I also think that there should be some petulant upstart. Yeah, yeah, you know, great. Some kid. Because, like, I mean, I think there's any of those skills, any of those skills, you're, you're you know, from, from the get-go, you're not going to be the best. You're gonna have to get better with time. At some point, you know, like there, there would be a guy sure. who's forty years in, yeah, to to creating monsters who people think is the actual, like he's the master of dungeon masters. Yes, yes, yeah, you know, like he's not even the dungeon master anymore. He's sort of progressed to mastering b- things that are better than a dungeon, like a kitchen. He, ma- <laughs> <laughs> uh, a sort of whole prison system. Yes. <laughs> I guess a dungeon in many ways is uh, just a, an under, you know, like a, an old timey prison, right? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Well, look, I'm going to write down uh, Dungeon and Dragon offices. Yes. I think what what I think is also good about this one, this idea, uh, is that you know it's already got a sort of a built in market to it. You could, you know, people are watching people play Dungeons and Dragons online now. Oh yeah, there's whole podcasts that would be that. But also, oh, I think I've, I've actually listened to one of those. Yeah, is it? I think even does Dan Harmon have one? Even Dan Harmon, he's got one. Yeah, and if Dan's got one, then you know it's big. <laughs> Do you think that in the uh, in the olden days they called their lolly shops "Ye Present Day Lolly Shop," "Ye Current Era Lolly Shop"? I mean, it would it would seem ridiculous if they didn't. It, Absolutely. I mean, because when I go into a lolly shop, my first question is, what, what? era? Yeah. <laughs> what era am I de- dealing with? How many eons ago was this <laughs> Was this candy eaten? Uh, is this days of yore? 
I should be preparing myself for, or... I'm trying to align my taste buds into a... uh, a, a, Can you give me, like, a century ballpark? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A ballpark. Um, I think what would be interesting would be being in the shop around the time where it converts... Uh, In the shoppy. Around the time that it converts from a... uh, Like a a today shop. Yes. uh, You know... To a to a ye olde, so so there would be a day where mm-hmm. roughly they would have to decide to change over the signs yep. and things like that. It's been roughly, uh, let's say, two hundred years that we've been running this lolly shop. It's probably time to order some more e's from the sign factory and maybe an extra p. <laughs> you know, I think what it is is you just basically the shop just gets to a state of disrepair where everything is old and shit, mm. and you look around and say. Well, it's going to cost too much to fix any of this and update any of the machinery. Yeah. Let's just get in, order an extra P and an E for the sign. Maybe uh, get and... some fancy old-timey dress for the people who work there. Yes. And then we'll just call it a like a fad or a kind of like a, a you know. And we'll call it a fad. We'll call... <laughs> Let's just call it a fad. All right, kiddos, call it a fad. So is it an alternative to sort of... OH&S and things like that, keeping your... (laughs) I think that's really good, okay? The health inspector comes around, right? He's looking around the shop. Everything's too old. Nothing's up to code, Mm. right? He says, look, I've got two two options here. I can either... uh, Shut you down. Shut you down. (laughs) Call in the the sheriff and he'll... uh, he'll Shut you down. He'll He'll put put a lock on these doors. Yeah, board up the windows. Board up the windows. Or... Uh, what I can do is I can sell you a new P and an E for the sign, for the... right? And this is going to become uh, an old-timey shoppy. And uh, and just just get the lady behind the counter to wear one of these little uh, na- napkin-y things <laughs> over her head. And uh, maybe like a tiny little apron. <laughs> and and can she elongate can she... her vowels yeah, somewhat? Can she, can she do accents? Yeah. <laughs> oh, hello! Perfect. Yeah. Well, I'll just tear this up now. Let me just tear this up. And uh, can I get a bag of ye olde salted uh, licorice, please? Salt water licorice? That's that, like that, an old uh, idea. That, uh, that, that licorice that the, um, that the uh, sewer pipe had been dripping into? Well, that's just now ye olde salted licorice. <laughs> oh, well, that's a sketch, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's got to be if that if if if, if, if that is not a sketch, sketch, I don't know what is. I've got no idea. Uh, and that's well, what am I doing here? That's... I am not an authority on sketches <laughs> in any way. Why am I running a podcast that involves sketch ideas? I'm presenting myself as not, not even an authority, but I'm at least holding a person. myself up here as a as a guy. As a guy, I mean, like I don't even think in any way while we're doing this, we we make ourselves seem like guys who are experts on sketches. We're just guys who who. Who, who can who think that we can come up with sketch ideas that uh, and because we've seen it before where we've come up with a sketch idea and we've seen it turn into an actual sketch. But what does that mean? Hey, but what is, well, I mean, it's not. And we're that, not. It's not expertise. Is that a I mean, correlation or is that causation? You know, we don't that could know. Just be a chain it of unrelated a, events. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could it could be caused by climate change. Would you say that the wind is an expert on sculpting rocks? 
It's, I, sure, it's done it. It's done but it. But what does it know? Yeah, no, exactly. It's just happened. It's just so happened that it's been on a path that has led to rock sculpting. Do you think that the forces of erosion have a landscaping degree? Maybe. Maybe. We don't know. <laughs> the thing is, we didn't. We haven't asked. And as we're telling you here, is that we're we're not in a position to assume. And you know that to assume makes a cunt out of Alistair and Andy. <laughs> So, <laughs> a huge cunt. Anyway, um, that's good. What what is the saying there? Uh, oh, to ask you make an ass out of you and oh, me. Oh my god! What an awful, what an awful saying. Expression. Oh. I know that. Oh, just picture the fuckhead who came up with that. Oh my god! Do you think it was a? Uh, hey, think but it, was, it caught on. Do you think you it know? was a witticism? Absolutely. Maybe it was Oscar Wilde. Do you think it was Oscar Wilde? I don't know. It's just it just doesn't have it just doesn't have the sort of the quality of his other it, it older work. I mean they, they they do say that kinda of like with some of the unreleased books that they've just recently released of um the cat in the hat guy, Doctor Zeus. Doctor Zeus. And they go, Oh, it just doesn't have the magic. Like this is probably why he didn't release it. Yeah, it, I know it just, that is such a horrible thing to do to somebody is to release yeah. their unreleased stuff. Yeah, he goes, Oh, like you know, they're just Oh, like, maybe oh. he wasn't as good as we thought he was. Yeah. Oh, this Doctor Zeus got a bit of a hack, really. Yeah, he goes, it just doesn't have the kind of the magic or something. He's like, yeah, that's why he didn't release it, you fucking <laughs> asshole. But maybe that's why this isn't credited to Oscar Wilde. Maybe Oscar Wilde did say at, one, at a dinner party. I mean, like, he would seem like he would have been a bit of a drinker. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oscar Wilde. He was fond of a tipple. There's probably a few things, a few witticisms that he let out that, that you know, that he wasn't that proud of. I think the unreleased witticisms of Oscar Wilde <laughs> is, is, a, is a very fertile ground for a sketch. Yeah. I think, you know, that... That one in particular, maybe not. I think it might be funnier to to come up with uh, our <laughs> sure yeah. our own uh, versions of you know um, yeah uh, absolutely well, uh, well nothing is expected like the coming of the next thing fuck and then <laughs> do you think he was maybe like a bit of a like a a tyrant when it came to like you know he's at a dinner party he's mm. just you know he's he's freewheeling riffing. he's riffing but then you know in order for these to kind of catch on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he kind of has to send these people out in the world going i approve of this one you know and he right. couldn't let them let, let let witticisms go like he had to be in control of his body of work right right you know? right right you know he was he, he's like you know like nabokov used to burn all of his all of his drafts so you're saying that oscar wilde would burn all the people who'd heard his bad <laughs> witticisms look i'm just saying why don't we know of them <laughs> that's true i i have never heard a uh, a really prosaic Oscar Wilde witticism being bandied about. That's right. And I mean, I think the one nothing exceeds like excess. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Nothing exceeds like, like excess. Like excess. All right, what, what, sorry, Oscar, you've lost me. <laughs> I mean, you had me at I can resist anything except te- temptation. That's that's good. Beautiful. I love it. Yeah. But Nothing exceeds like excess. Wait, so what does it mean to exceed? I don't know. I mean, over, go beyond expectations or what's acceptable to I mean, exceed. I mean, look, that could be a starting point for this. I mean, maybe. Because <laughs> I think, like, I guess it, ex- I mean, like all it's saying, like it is, it's like the temptation one in that it's, 
you know, it's just taking the meaning of temptation, yeah, and and then putting it in a phrase that in which somebody has temptation, they can't resist it, and blah blah blah, you know, whatever. Um, but ex- the the ex- <laughs> no, 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 you know, okay. <laughs> but with the <laughs> but with the exceeding one, you like, just managed to like, <laughs> like I think what you just said, the description is kind of like one of his first drafts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. that one is because it's you've taken a very well expressed and very clear thing. <laughs> I can resist anything except temptation, and then just expressed it so poorly, Alistair. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, you, you need you need to run these things in, you know. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but you, in like, that case, you just ran it out. But it's a classic. It's it a cla- was perfect. <laughs> you just. It's a classic <laughs> sort of joke format. I feel like I've used a lot mm. of just taking the meaning of a word and then sort of putting it in a situation in which that the, the, it doesn't apply, or where where it it becomes like it's or the exact opposite is what I mean. Yeah, where where. Uh, the sentence becomes an example of the meaning, and and you just kind of put this in anyway. So, <laughs> um, so it, exceeding excess, it's just one thing says something huge, and then the other thing goes, oh, that means something huge, like that. <laughs> so, because like ex- ex- excess means something huge. So, oh my god. Like I'm ex- sorry, Al. E- excess. Excess means yep. Uh, you know, uh, to, to, a, a large amount that is like too much. Too right? much, right. right? And and exceeding means going, you know, uh, beyond <laughs> the limits of something like too much. Nothing becomes too much like, like too, too much. much. Yeah. I'm not any closer to thinking that's a a, a good witticism. I don't think it's a good witticism. Okay. I'm just saying it's the same joke format as the as sure. as the okay. temptation thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so he was he's been running. He goes, you know, like you come up with one idea mm. and, and you go, let's say let's say you come up with Alice in Wonderland. And you go, yeah. fuck, that was a great that was a great story. That was a really good idea. All right, now we need another story. Uh, what about Alice in? No, but like Happyville. No, but, okay, let's say he go. Okay, like this, 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 this line of stories. Alice in, in Wonderland has been great yep. through the Looking Glass. We had some success through that. All right, now we need another story that is separate to that that isn't part of that chain. Now, I mean, it'd be great if we could just do something about a kid that kind of goes to a magical world. <laughs> I just feel like that kind of works. Is there a way that we yeah. could kind of get through that sure, and get sure, to sure. that? Maybe like Bobby and. Um, in magic crazy, world, crazy Bobby in magic world. I've sent us down into a Leon. a I've rabbit hole. I've sent us down into a rabbit hole of sorts, <laughs> but but where we found out that the we found the corpse of the rabbit at the end of this rabbit <laughs> hole because he hasn't had he hasn't made that second exit, and you haven't made us a second exit. Yeah, and no, uh, the, the the rabbit down the rabbit hole, uh, the, the ferret it turns out was 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 down there as well. And uh, did you did you get? Warned a lot as a child about not reaching down rabbit holes because there could be snakes in them. Never. I was constantly warned about that. Yeah, right. But then I think I may have been the kind of kid who you could take one look at him and be like, fuck this guy. If I turn my back on him, he's going to have his arm down a rabbit hole. He's going to be elbow deep in a rabbit (laughs) hole. Yeah. Look, to be honest, I I wasn't around that many rabbit holes. How about this? He'll be up to his humerus in hummus. And we find a situation in which that that is luck, lucky. So where's your humerus? That's in that's that's your, your elbow. elbow. And uh, hummus is, well, I may be pronouncing it wrong, but hummus, there's the dip, right? Yeah. But hummus, I think, is also a word for like 
um, earth that is rich in organic matter. Well, right. So uh, up to be up to your humerus in humus is is to be <laughs> is to reach down into the earth. Uh, up to the elbow. It feels like this uh, is... Oscar Wilde would be really, really happy with yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's exactly where I was going. Uh, so how about we go? No, we no. go back to Oscar Wilde. <laughs> well, I mean, look, I've already written down the unreleased witticisms of Oscar Wilde. I'm think... just going to write down up to hum- uh, up to his humorous and hummus. <laughs> sure. <laughs> As one that doesn't get released because nobody really gets it. Yeah, and he has to spend a lot of like, time explaining. Yeah, he goes, <laughs> oh, fuck it. Right, and then he burns them. Because as soon as he has to explain one to them, and he goes, all right, well, this one, this one's not getting out. Yeah. But also, do you, I, I'm sure that Oscar Wilde, once he, like, at a dinner party, right, say he's, he's said a, a, a witticism, right, he's not going to just let that lie. Because only, you know, maybe somebody didn't hear it. Right or uh, other, you know, the conversation was going on. Only a couple of people were listening to him. Mm. He's then gonna like if it's a good one, you can tell he's just going to be like saying it over and over again, right? <laughs> just <laughs> making sure that people like uh, work in the room, yeah, go into different yeah, conversations. Yeah. Did and... you hear what I said to Bob? I said I can resist anything except temptation. <laughs> anyway, excuse me. And then he goes to, "Did you hear what I just said to Michael?" It's mostly men. He probably does. I, I think I think that's a fair assumption. Yeah. Uh, I I I I don't think we're um, tarring uh, him with any particular unfair brush. That, and... There's nothing worse than an unfair brush. Oh, this brush. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's the brush you're complaining about. Complaining about, really, is it? It's the tar. It's the tar. I don't. I don't think you're caring about how the really the the tar is being put onto your body. That's right. You're right. It, tar just doesn't seem like unless you're using it through, through, for some sort of skin care or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, which it's like, you mu- probably would back in the day. Clay, maybe muck. Yep. You know, I think I'd put some muck on me before I'd go tar. Tar seems a bit sticky, but I, you know, maybe if I was to walk into some kind of. Uh, Ye olde skincare Ooh, kind of yes. shop, ye shoppy, Aesop, Aesop, like that. And I walk in there, and they say, uh, you know what's, you know what the people back in the day used to do. You know the people that are all dead now. Yep, tar on skin <laughs> and feathers. Who knows? Who knows that those people who were tarred and feathered might have come out afterwards looking, looking great, like with baby skin. It's, it's a, probably exfoliates you. It's, it's a peel. It's a great it's a peel. peel. It's yeah. a deep peel. I would imagine. I would imagine you would come out looking pretty pink. <laughs> Well, it's, it's, it's interesting how, like, you know, nowadays um, we've got this laser, right? Everything's about lasers, right? Mm-hmm. And everything's, you know, in medical technology, it's yeah. like lasers, laser acne, laser skin re- uh, hair removal, laser peels, uh, laser wrinkle treatment. L- laser uh, eye surgery. Laser fat reduction, right? Yeah. yeah. Laser eye surgery, that's a good one, right? And it's, we've, we've, we've got these lasers and we're like, what can we do with them? Mm. Well, lasers are everything. What can we do with them? But back in the day, that was tar. That was tar. Yeah. Yeah, and leeches. Yeah. We got this amazing technology. Tar. Tar. All right. Let's uh, see. What can we do with it? Laser um, eye, tar, tar eye, eye surgery. surgery. <laughs> Let's give it a go. I mean, there, w- there would have been a time, yeah, where tar was the the, the most yeah. advanced technology yeah. that we had. How do you make tar? Do you know how do you make tar? It's, well, tar uh, comes, well, you know, there's the Labria tar pits, for example. Great. So it comes out of the earth in some form. Yeah. So imagine you sort of dig it up from a tarry kind of area, but yeah. it's it's a um, it's associated with oil, 
Oil, you know, maybe so bitumen it's, as it's, well. Yeah, well, it's a it's a petrochemical sort of oh, thing. Oh yeah, uh, that that comes from the organic matter being compressed in the earth for thousands of that's years. the kind of thing that i could really be convinced Millions. has has magical powers of like or healing oh, powers or something if it something that bubbles up out of the earth i mean a black liquid that bubbles up out of the earth now if i am a, a dude from the past a past dude yep to use uh, the technical term absolutely um uh, i'm probably my first instinct is probably going to be well this is evil but my second instinct is going to be could be medicine. I could sell this. Yeah. <laughs> I could sell this evil goop. I'm wondering if I could get people to pay me to put this into their eyes. <laughs> or at least on their necks or around their face and things like that. I mean, maybe clothing? Do you think anybody experimented with tar clothing? I I know that tar was sort of used as a kind of a, a gluey, gooey kind of thing on ships. They probably used it to repair sails and that sort of a thing. Do you think and it could stop an arrow? Step. You can stop an arrow? No. It would slow an arrow. It could slow an arrow. Yeah. I mean, maybe if it was, what if it was gluing your metal to your wood, you know, on your body? It's a great thing that they got the bow and the arrow together, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, there was, do you think there was a time there where. It was like it was it's, just. It's a classic duo, right? The... So, so it was it was it was a guy who came up with let's say a, it's it was basically a small spear. Yeah. And then there's the guy who sort of came up with that that Chinese like <laughs> like that. Yes. And they meet somewhere on the Silk Road. I imagine. Well, I I, I imagine that uh, before that happens, yeah. though, there's like all these sort of random pairings where they they haven't quite worked it out. So it's like the uh, the bow and hammer, right? The uh, the arrow and toad. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the oh. arrow and sword, maybe. Sword, yeah, you great. Know? Oh, like so, so you kind of throw the arrow up in the air and <laughs> yeah, you hit, hit it with, with the, the sword. sword. <laughs> nah, take that. <laughs> the, the arrow and bat. <laughs> ah, so I think the sword's just too thin. That's it. You need a wide, nice, wide club. Yeah. The arrow and club. Yeah. You throw the arrow up in the air. You hit it with a, with uh, a club. What about just the arrow and glove? So it's just a kind of arrow glove, so that yeah, you can throw, throw the arrow like that. Um. Then maybe the arrow and rubber band. That's when they came up with it as a kind of like a projectile using, a, you know, a, 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 you know, a stretchy, a stretchy thing. Yeah, well, that's, that's almost a thing. That's kind of like a slingshotty, slingshotty. Uh, Obviously, sort of the rubber that. band. You know, you would have to have been somewhere near rubber trees. Yes, India. Yeah. South America? Look, you know what? I have no idea where rubber trees are. I imagine it's some place where, where financially they're not doing that well. Right. Because I just, it doesn't seem like it's a successful country thing to do. <laughs> like, like not- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Not successful country, you know what I mean? Like, like, well, you know, Canada just gets maple syrup out of trees, right? I know, but maple syrup, it's, you know, it's the nectar of the gods. 
and but, rubber? rubber. What are the gods wearing on their shoes? <laughs> the oh. gods go bare feet. They do, don't they? Yeah. Oh, or gold shoes or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> they can't do both. Hey? Uh, they can't do both. You can't go. I'm barefoot. I I need nothing between me they just, and the earth. They just oh, have sort of gold, gold oh, toe rings God. or something like that. You know. Um. Okay, going back. Can we? Have, firstly, have we got anything about the the tar? Is yep. there a sketch in the tar thing? I do think that there's something in tar in technology. Tar, technolo- tar tech. Tar tech. We're here at yeah. tar tech. Yeah, the, here we are. Again, it could be a lab, you know, some sort of Yeoldi labby, possibly in a which they're Yoldi experimenting labby. with tar, yeah, and finding all the uh, the many medical uses. Absolutely, putting it on your toes, putting it on your dick, getting putting it on your dick. <laughs> there you go. Um, oh man, it'd be great. It's sort of a precursor to wax. Yes, you know, so you know, waxing yourself, things like that. <laughs> but Brazilians. Again, it would just- Tear off your skin. <laughs> but, yeah, but, like, but, oh. but, but, <laughs> yeah, but now like, this may hurt a little. So, so this is like a sort of a, it's a pre-Brazilian. It's kind of, it, it was like a, it was a, like a, a, a Argentinian, a, a Yorkshireman, <laughs> Yorkshireman, Yorkshireman. <laughs> well, you know, this is just a guy in in Yorkshire, but it's, but it comes before even that accent. This is like, you know, this is before, this is pre-vowel shift. So yeah. people are still talking. People bit. are just talking like <laughs> this. Right. Just this is, this is the accent. I'm not entirely sure what to do with all this wax. Just let me put it on your ear and take it off. Exactly. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, like they're, they're removing your hair, a lot of your skin, <laughs> things like that. It's Sometimes it, a whole leg comes off. Yeah, but that area is now hairless. And yeah, <laughs> we can make this area hairless, and then they just remove your whole leg. <gasps> oh. Um. And then after that, look. Do you think that the 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 bow and the arrow pairings? I think I think it's a like. I think that I mean this 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 lab could be doing this this the bow and arrow testing the the arrow with a bunch of different. This whole yeah, look this Team whole ups. this whole it's a whole episode of a sketch show. Whole episode. A whole wow, episode. people are going to get bored. Yeah, you know, but no, but where 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 it's it's set in about fourteen hundred, maybe twelve hundred, maybe seven hundred. I I I like any anywhere in those that 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 yeah. area. You know, there's some of the, the dark ages. The it year one thousand. Like, that's a nice round. Oh, number. I know, but it feels almost too modern. You know, like you think at some point. Oh, the sorry, year but one... you said fourteen hundred. I know, I know, but that sounds older. <laughs> It's got an older feel than 1,000. 1,000 is too, like, futuristic. Yeah, it's, it's a like very high-tech number, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the bow and arrow 1,000. Do you think when the year 1,000 rolled around, they were very worried about uh, the uh, 1-2-K bug uh, affecting Stonehenge? The 1-2-K. The 1-2-K. 1-2-K. No, what? wait. Sorry, it's the, the Y-1-K. The Y-1-K. Well, Whoops. I think I think there was a chance that people like this is what I think they were worried about. Right? Yeah, people were worried about the number one thousand sounding too futuristic, and that people were going to get a bit ahead. <laughs> like we're gonna we're gonna get a bit too big for their boots. Yeah, right. You know they're gonna go their golden look, their tar boots. People are gonna think like we're in the future now. Yeah, right? and then they're just gonna get cocky, mm. uh, particularly around nature. We're in the future now. Where's my hover buggy? Man, man has conquered the elements. Where's my flying horse and cart? (laughs) 
Where, where's my in-eye map display? And there's just somebody sticking. I could do that with tar. I could do. I could stick it a map to your <laughs> eye with tar, like that. Um, Heads up display. Wait, I'll just I'll do bow, and arrow pairing. Um. Yeah. Well, that's that's a sort of a sub sketch of our uh, ye oldy labsy. Yeah. Look. Um, uh, genre. 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 You know, I've got. Two people in my family called Jean-Paul. I just think that that's a strange thing. But that's, you know, I guess that's those French roots. Do, yeah. you, know, do you have anybody in your life called Jean-Paul? Not, no, I mean Pope John-Paul. <laughs> I guess you, the second. You, he was, you, he can... was briefly in my life. <laughs> I mean, I've certainly seen him more than I've seen a lot of my, you know, distant cousins that's and that true. sort of thing. So. Yeah, yeah. Would you say you care more about Pope John Paul than you do about your distant cousins? I I definitely had care for Pope John Paul. I remember a period of time where I did feel like he just needed time to himself. Really? I remember thinking, he's got to just retire and just do something with his life just instead of <laughs> all this poping. All this you know? It must be exhausting. Wow. Anyway, then he died. But then... How many, like, imagine that, that, you know, you never think that kids are going to have pity on the Pope. I pitied the Pope. Yeah. yeah. He poked till he droped. Wow. What does drope mean? Well, it's like shop till you drop, but uh, it's pope till you drope. <laughs> he, he, he he kept poping until he died. Old timey droping. Um, yeah. Well, look, I, I just don't, I, I was trying to find where there, where, where there would be a sketch in that. But that that you know that a pope could don't actually pit, don't be, pity the pope. Don't pity the pope. But how you, how you, like that the kids could feel bad for the pope. <clears throat> you know that, that you you wouldn't think that that would be a byproduct of of poping. Uh, well, you know, I guess maybe kids relate to him being forced to wear that sort of ridiculous white dress thing. You know, a lot of kids are, when they're young get dressed up in weird sort of garments. You know, christening gowns and that sort of thing, and yeah. you see the Pope, this old guy. You feel bad for feel him. Feel bad for him. Oh, I can't believe they make him wear that. But when, when, and but, he has to go to all these religious ceremonies. That's but, the thing that kids hate. Yeah, but don't you think that he's the guy who's like, it, like he's the guy who's making everybody well, wear those? Well, the kids don't realise that. Yeah. You know, he just looks like a a, a man trapped in a glass car, being driven around <laughs> and waved at. So, from kids' point of view, he is just a. He's the ultimate victim. Do you think that if there was a... Oh, this is awful. Do you think that if there was a suicidal pope mm. who wanted to shoot himself, they would put him in a kind of like a bulletproof pope suit? Like a like a, a, a like just a glass. You know, like, yeah. like the jacuzzi suit that Milhouse's mom wears <laughs> in that episode, <laughs> but made of bulletproof glass? Yeah. I, I mean, you could just start by putting it oh, just over his head. Yep, like a, a sort of a sphere. Yeah, pope, for pope some sphere. reason, for some reason, I see it as a cube. Do you think there's a pope submarine? The I mean, pope, the pope, pope mar- marine, pope marine. <laughs> I mean, all the pope vehicles, <laughs> the whole race. It's sort of like one of those. Uh, oh fuck! I need the name of those. You know those planes? Like they're, they're called like a light and easy. But what are they called? A plane. Yeah, it's called a light and easy. Yeah, no, but you know, you'll you'll know what I'm talking about once you will. I? Yeah, it's you know, it's just it's just like a sail, like like a 
Oh, an ultralight. Ultralight. Light and easy. That's a salad dressing. <laughs> well, ultralight sounds like it's a it's a fake sugar. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's where my my brain's getting confused. Um, all the Pope vehicles. Uh, there's a Pope sca- Pope, Pope 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 skateboard. Yep. The, yep. You know, well, the Pope or, Segway. Although I do the see pope, the, a Pope Razor scooter. I do see the Pope more as a rollerblader. He's oh, more absolute, of a blader. Absolutely, there is no question the Pope would be a blader. Yeah. Which. I mean, any of those things, the robe is going to become a real issue. Yeah. Right? Get stuck in the wheels. He's going to have to hitch that up, roll it up. I mean, okay, let's say all the the political, all the the, the great, um, the biggest, the world's uh, religious leaders. Yes. They're all performing in (laughs) the Vans Warp Tour X Games. Okay, great. All right, I'm with you. So the Pope is blading. I think I think the Dalai Lama can it, is can it, skateboarding. Can we call it the Pontifex Games? The Pontifex Games, great. great. Is does Pontifex just mean Pope? Well, his Twitter handle I know is Pontifex. Yeah. Now I'm not sure. But what I mean, that is, why but why ruin why ruin this beautiful, this beautiful marriage of two words? Yeah. You know, this uh, portmanteau. Yes. Yeah. Why ruin this great portmanteau? It's a it means carry. You know, means carry uh, raincoat. Carry coat. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Why ruin this great carry coat? <laughs> when, um, yeah, so, okay. So, Pope, blader. Yep. Dalai Lama, probably a skateboarder. Longboarder, I reckon, the Dalai Lama. Whoa, like, he's sitting back. like yeah, 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 I think so. Just rolling. Is he doing any half piping? Or do you just see him going down big, tall, like longboarder, like those guys who do those big Crazy hills. big, yeah, and I, just that sort of weaving, those, you know, yeah. <laughs> That sliding, drifting, and something. Yeah, that's 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 my Dalai Lama. Okay. Uh, uh, what have we got? Um, hacky sack. Hacky sack. <laughs> I think I think maybe the leader. Maybe well, maybe, a, maybe maybe the Iranian Iranian Ayatollah would be pretty good with hacky sack. I, I, think, I think you, you I could think do a good head stall and. With the with 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 hacky sack, isn't it a group or is it, or is it an individual thing at the X Games? Um, you look in California games, the the video game. It was a it was an individual sport, right, but right. I think you could because then you need like a group that's got like a high council or of something. Of course, yeah. Uh, maybe the Jedi's. Maybe the Jedi's the, the, <laughs> the hacky Jedi sack. high council. Uh, you know, maybe then we got uh, you know like what's a what's a good African religion. <laughs> what's a good one? <laughs> like, uh, okay, really, what I was saying was, what's one? Well, there's there's Islam, but sure, I, I'm afraid I don't know any African religions really. Um, the one with the magic is that is that is that got voodoo? Voodoo is that a religion? Uh, well, that's more of a sort of a is it a, a fringe Haitian, art? Caribbean kind of. Uh, Oh, thing I think I don't really? I don't think that's African. I apologize. But there'd be um. There'd what, be... Where does Kwanzaa come from? <sighs> Alistair, stop hitting me with these <laughs> complex cultural <laughs> queries. All, All right. right. Well, look. Whatever the religion Kwanzaa comes from. Yep. Uh, that the leader of that. Yep. Uh, BMX. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so, I like uh, I like the idea that. Like, I, are there sketches where um, they're written that like I because I, I was thinking about this for, as an idea for a, like a, a a sitcom as well, where in a way the joke is on the writer of the thing. So so it's like 
it you're you're in a way the sketch kind of makes fun of how uninformed the person who's written it is. Yeah. So let's say let's say you did a thing about a farm. I mean, but but l- yeah. let's say let's say it is this thing about yeah. the 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 Pontifex games. Um, you're you're sort of making fun of how little this person kind of knows about it, and then the per the, like I guess it, it kind of has to just come through in the narrator or something like yeah. that. But but I don't know if there's a way of writing, uh, yeah, a sitcom in which the butt of the joke is the people who've written it. Well, uh, there is, and that has been done. And yeah. I will tell you about that in one second. Okay. First, I want to say, I think in this situation, though, at the Pontifex Games, you know, it, it's it, we, we see this from the point of view of the um, the commentators, right? We hear them commentating on, yeah. on, on these events, right? And I think in that case, the joke comes from the level to which they are actually very knowledgeable and informed, yeah. right? So it would require research and you need, you know, they're... Because these commentators, they always know everything, right? So they're making references <laughs> to true, the, yeah. you know, the papal, the, the the pope and his, you know, his pronouncements on various, you know, uh, ecumenical matters and that yeah. sort of thing, uh, and I you know, that, throwing yeah, that into their and commentary. Then, yeah, yeah, and then so then you're making these kind of weird links between BMXing and the the, the yeah. procedures that happen in. Yeah. So you know, the the pope, for example, when he uh, skateboards or rollerblades, he doesn't wear any um, any protection or anything like that because he doesn't believe in. Uh, in using protection, in using protection, great, yeah. Um, uh, but in 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 reference to your second part of the question, uh, the or the actual question, <laughs> yeah, the second part of the answer, uh, the uh, writing uninformed sketches, Mitchell and Webb have done a few very funny ones that are like that. Um, so they had one about uh, these two writers, and uh, well, I, I guess it's a bit different in that they actually you actually see the writers as yeah. well. So they they've done like a medical drama okay. in which they said we're going to focus on the uh, on the drama uh, instead of the medical so we didn't really do much research about uh, yeah right you know medicine or what's required and so it's just a lot of doctors running around you see it and there's doctors running around saying we need more medicine this man is very poorly <laughs> yeah, very see, I good think, yeah i think that that is good um but do you think you could do it in a sitcom form yeah. like like that kind of makes fun of the Right, what you know situation. Imagine if you did do it like yep. like it's about a farmer, mm-hmm. and just everything that the farmer is kind of doing just seems like this is definitely a person from the city who has no idea what farming is right. about. I I I think that is funny. Yeah. I think that's very good. I think like kind of like a McLeod's daughters kind of a you yeah know, a rural um, drama, and it yeah it it is clearly written by just urbanites yeah and, who you know it's just a lot of horse brushing a lot of whittling <laughs> things that, that, that yeah okay so like the very surface level of mm. you know oh yes i've just cultivated my wheat yeah and someone he comes in with an armful of wheat yeah, and yeah. dumps it on the table dumps and it says, on the ta- i got the wheat in great could you mill could you make that into some bread <laughs> um, oh it'd be lovely to have some loaf tonight yeah, I I think that's I think that's really good. Um, which yeah, that, I mean, it's weird to write that down as a. Well, no, I I I don't think so. No, okay. This is our podcast. Who's 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 telling us what's weird to write down? Oh, I guess it was right. me. It's yeah. My podcast. Well, what would Andy. you know? <laughs> All right, this is my podcast. That's true, yeah. Um. Uh, per, uh. Um, I would say that we're probably at the end. I, oh, wow. But but did you have something you wanted to say just no, then? No, 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 no. I, I had an idea that nope. had flown Andy, like the winter months. No, has it actually disappeared or have it's you got it? It's actually gone. Okay. In a way, 
That's it's a, a, metaphor, it's a metaf- metaphor for life. Well, nothing forgets like forget. This is just one. Forgetting. This is one weird. <laughs> nothing forgets like the emptiness in my mind where an idea used to be. Um, Good one, Oscar. Great one, Oscar. All right, I'll yeah, I'll write that one down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing it down. <laughs> um, I keep thinking, you know, like I don't know if you th- th- visualize the future and how quickly your life is passing and things like that a lot, but. Um, I find myself doing that a lot and then like just cause, cause it feels like, you know, every year is going by faster and things like that. Right. Even though I don't necessarily think it it is, <laughs> I don't think that time is speeding up. Okay. Um, but I, uh, this weird phenomenon where I see my life passing and I, I'm, I'm often thinking about, you know, where I'm at at 60 and 70 and like, I'm, I'm always thinking about my deathbed, uh, things like that. Right. But then I find myself kind of thrown back into my body and kind of going like, whoa. Oh, I'm glad that actually, actually, like, like I feel like I gain years that, right. I, like, that feels like you know, like I've, 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 they've, they've flown away, and then I've come back, and I go, I got all oh, that back again. Oh, oh my god, I'm, I'm not back. on my deathbed yet. Oh, this is so good. Yeah, I'm so young. Anyway, it's all ahead of me. It's all. I ahead. still have my deathbed to look forward to. <laughs> what a lucky boy! Thank you for turning that into something, Andy. Uh, um, all right, let's get take us through. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons often office behind the scenes. This is uh, this yeah. is the people who are coming up with ideas for monsters and shit like that. Imagine that after like just thousands and thousands of monsters that have been created, mm, mm. people people coming off the street, you know, starting to work at these offices, thinking that just just the gall on them, thinking that they're going to come in and just come up with something <laughs> new, like that. Even sometimes without having read all the monsters on all these monster yeah, books yeah, and shit yeah. like that. Anyway, and there's all these tired old bearded men and. <laughs> Just but they're all women. wearing suits, and they're like it's it's still you know yeah you got to uh, have a tie on yeah yeah so. absolutely just you know women cubicles cubicles uh, women cubicles <laughs> you know women, the standard office uh, stuff you know uh, biscuits uh, men uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know just fluorescent people, globes people saying oh we're all mad here yeah that kind of stuff it like just think of how boring it is and good. Um, this is going to be such a boring sketch. Oh, I want yeah. it to be so I can't boring. wait to switch that off. Um, but I think the dullness in how much people are like describing, uh, you know, this, this specific type of yeah, like elf, like elf or, or or these, you know, these dr- dragon young have these particular magic powers, or their yeah. blood will give, uh, you know, will give. Uh, these wizards, this sense of urgency so that they can go and achieve this other thing and create this boot of dexterity or whatever, like, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, then we got the old timey lolly shop and how it's a... Code it's violation. A, it's a code violation. So it's an OHNS guy who comes in and basically says, look, I can either... All this all this equipment's out of date. You know, these, mm. there's nothing, nothing here's up to code. So I mean, either I can shut you down or... I can, I can reclassify you. Reclassify you, you by getting you a P and an E to turn this into an old timey shoppy, yep. shoppy, and then you can, you know, then then you can stay open. Uh, then we got the uh, unreleased witticisms of Oscar Wilde. Uh, up to my humorous and hummus is one example of <laughs> some of the things that he said that he decided not to uh, let out. Yep. 
there's the possibility that that maybe he burns people who <laughs> hears the bad <laughs> ones. Um, he might be blaming blame, you know, blame them on the witch trials, and that's for you know that, or he might blame them on being witches for why they yeah. got burnt. Yeah, I mean, you could imagine that Oscar Wilde was in some way like entangled in, like you know, he was a man of influence. And how do you become of influence? You have power and by, by knowing things about people and by eliminating your enemies. And burning them. By burning them. So he probably could go to like, I heard that... Uh, Josephine. Mal- Josephine and Malcolm, both witches. Anyway, if you... Because, I mean, there's probably people who want to kill people, you know, and that would... That gives you... That's a you license to kill. Off. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> that goes in a weird place, but I think that... Good sketches do go to a weird place. Hey, mate, tell you what. Ever been to Gundagai? Weird place. Weird place. Probably a lot of people who kill there. The road to Gundagai. It's actually a thing about... um, A dog shitting on a tucker box. No, that's a different one. Yeah, but still, that's great. Um, Tar technology, like sort of like, you know, like laser tech. Uh, Tar tech 3000. Company that just... You know, just finds different ways that you can use it in health. Yeah. Research in health. labs. Who like? Well, I don't Yoldy. even know if it needs to be research, even research labs, because it seems to release a health product. All you need is an idea. <laughs> you don't need backing if you, if if it's an alternative health. Oh, absolutely. Except back in the day, I think tar was was mainstream. That was conventional medicine. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. But then also conventional medicine, you didn't need any evidence back then either. Yeah. Uh, then we got the bone and arrow pairing. Although, you know, maybe the forms of evidence that would be accepted, uh, you know, if, you, if you're presenting it to the medical approvals board, you need like three different forms of evidence to indicate that your product works. And one of them could be, um, okay, well, uh, we've done our due diligence on this. Uh, Barry communed with a witch in the, in, in the forest mm. and told him that this would cure his, uh, his palsy. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, those would be acceptable forms. Great. Of, uh, yeah, I like that. Double um, blind trials. Double blind. Did you do your double blind trial? Uh, yes, yes, actually. I, uh, I brought William it to, spoke two, to two blind, blind. men. <laughs> <laughs> people living in a swamp. Yeah, well, was two blind people, and they both said that they felt better. One said it had no effect, but that's still a positive. Um, bow and arrow pa- pairing the, in the places uh, where it went before. Uh, mm. Bow and hammer, mm-hmm. arrow mm-hmm. and toad. Yep. Uh, the Pontifex games. Yeah. All the religious leaders and doing extreme game sports, uh, and uh, uninformed writers, the butt of a joke of a sitcom. So they're writing about something which they're quite uninformed, but it still has stories. It yeah. still has stories. Do, do you think that's too much like the Mitchell and Webb thing? Like, uh, how how is it distinct from there? I mean, you haven't seen it, so. Yeah, well, I mean that's it's distinct in that way. Yes. Um, but I I think it's more subtle. I think that that uh, in in that thing that is the joke. Right. Whereas I think that this a sitcom still has to have a story and be. But we're not going to make a whole sitcom, right? We could. <sighs> I think I think that it, it's it's kind of a it's it could be a good background. Uh, like it's background extra jokes for a for, sitcom, sitcom for a sitcom, sitcom. All right, I'm I'm interested. Bring me a pilot. All right. Okay, film me a proof of concept. Bring me a pilot. <laughs> All right. Well, that Sully. is the end.
Salute, 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 sanding and putting wood and making it smooth. Come to my house and build me a table. I'm going to go over to your place and do another thing. Thank you very much for listening to the show. If you feel like sharing the show, rating us on iTunes, Yelp, TripAdvisor, Squarespace, High Pages, productreviews.com.au yep. appliances.com.au <laughs> we'll take it we'll, we'll take, take it. anything you can get if you could start commenting on Amazon reviews for books and things like that mm-hmm, and, and mm-hmm. just reviewing Same. our podcast yep we'll start googling um, two in the think tank in, in, in quotation marks and just see where it, where it appears start Alistair that's, that's all I do the rest of the day absolutely well that. you know you gotta spend um, by the way I, I recently re-listened to some of the very early episodes of two in the yeah. think tank and I'm I felt ashamed really uh, I think I think I was a terrible person and podcaster in the really? early days of this podcast there's a sketch in the first episode where I just I'm talking about uh, an Aboriginal tracker, and I felt very uncomfortable listening wow. to myself. So uh, I'd like to apologise well, uh, nice. on behalf of me from about four years ago. Yeah, uh, well, I didn't good. know what I was doing. You've you've grown up, Andy. I have. I you've have grown up. I've and, grown up uh, in the public eye. But just know that this whole time I knew that that was awful, and I've just been judging you silently. I've, and, I'm, uh, I don't blame you. I haven't learned anything because I already. <laughs> I was already. You were actually. You've 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 always been on the right side I've of history. O- I've already. I've, I've never done anything <laughs> that I regret. That I regret, and unless someone brings me some evidence from previous episodes, then. Uh... All right. So that's your challenge for this week. Listen to all the previous episodes and find Alistair some things to regret. Uh, right. And, bring them. Uh... And you can tweet us on uh, at AlistairTB. And uh, I'm at StupidOldAndy. And follow us on uh, our, the podcast on Twitter at 2InTank. 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 Or on uh, Facebook and all that kind of shit. And, you know, just hey, thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and uh, we love, love you. you. Say hi to your love for me. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.